Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Earlier today, Donald Trump rushed to the Supreme Court to try and stay the ruling by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, denying his claim of absolute presidential immunity. We'll tell you what to expect next. Super Bowl Sunday showed just how weird Trump's MAGA movement is as they attack the Kansas City Chiefs and attack the Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey over Kelsey's relationship with Taylor Swift because MAGA hates Taylor Swift, which is just very weird, but very MAGA. Also, Donald Trump made a post before the Super Bowl that he is, quote, the man who made Taylor Swift her money. So she should be grateful to him and not make him mad. We'll show you the post that Donald Trump made. Over the weekend, Trump spoke in South Carolina. There he confused President Biden with Obama. Again, he encouraged Russia to invade a big NATO country whose leader he claimed he talked to while he was in office. Trump attacked Nikki Haley's husband for not being there on the campaign trail while he's been deployed overseas with the National Guard. Meanwhile, President Biden launched a TikTok account. He also spoke before the National Association of Counties Legislative Conference and the American Federation of Government Employees, where he got the endorsement there of their leader. And he talked about the tangible steps to improve our country. You know, it was a normal speech about actually doing things for the country. I know legacy media doesn't love that, but doing things is something that we appreciate here for the country. And although 16 Republicans in the Senate voted to advance a national security supplemental to fund Ukraine, many Republicans in the Senate who oppose that are now waging what's called a talking filibuster to delay the passage in the Senate of the bill. They want to help Vladimir Putin, Russia's dictator. It's unclear if the bill will pass in the House of Representatives. MAGA Republicans are saying, that they won't support aid to Ukraine until the border is fixed, despite MAGA Republicans killing the bipartisan border deal at Trump's request, even though that border deal was negotiated by a Republican from Oklahoma who Trump previously endorsed as being tough on the border. Also, Tuesday, February 13th, is the special election in New York's third congressional district that was previously held by the MAGA darling, George Santos. Uh, this is the district where me and my brothers grew up in, um, so it's personal. The Democratic candidate there is Tom Suozzi, a former county executive and former member of Congress. The Republicans pick someone by the name of Mazi Pillup, a MAGA extremist who is basically George Santos 2.0. We'll talk about that and more in this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis, and we have some breaking news to report right now. MAGA Republican uh, Speaker Johnson effectively just said that he will not support the Senate foreign aid bill. He says the House will work with its own will on these issues. MAGA Mike Johnson saying he's not going to fund Ukraine and he will kill 
any bill um, and will delay the passage of what the Senate is trying to do on a bipartisan basis. I mean, you literally have a MAGA Republican Party trying to and effectively causing massive harm to our country. It's very, very sad that it's come to this where you literally have a political party, the MAGA contingent, if you will, attacking our country. And at least there used to be some areas where you could forge agreement on issues of national security, on issues that are so critical and crucial to the American people. You literally have Trump's party doing Putin's bidding. And look, there are some reasonable and rational Republicans out there. As I said, there were 16 Republicans in the Senate who voted at least to advance this national security supplemental. But you have these MAGA Republican bad faith actors who are trying to inflict harm on this country. And this isn't me giving you my opinion or this is the liberal lefty thing. I, I care about our national security. you know. And by the way, I care about our border. That's why when there's a bipartisan border deal to provide actual solutions and its lead negotiator is the Republican Oklahoma Senator James Langford, and then MAGA Republicans kill that. And Donald Trump's been spending the weekend bragging in his traveling fascist circus events that he calls rallies or speeches where he's saying, I killed it. I did it. I killed it. It's a Democratic bill. No, it's a Republican-led bill that Democrats tried to compromise and MAGA Republicans just trying to inflict all of this harm to our country. Brett and Jordy, I mean, you know, I don't mean to start on that note, but that was the breaking news that just occurred moments ago. Yeah, well, it's consistent with what they've been doing the, this entire time, and they're consistently moving the goalposts. It's always there's always some sort of other issue that's in play as to why they can't pass the thing that most Americans want people to pass on a bipartisan basis. Now it's oh, we would do Ukraine aid, but we have to focus on our border first. We need to focus on the border. Well, we just had a bill that came before you that accomplished both things, and you destroyed it. You threatened to blow it up before it could even land on the House floor. So I really don't think you're very serious about the border. And I think it's important when we think about these things. And as we talk through Donald Trump's comments about NATO and threatening our NATO allies, not only threatening our NATO allies, but encouraging our enemies to attack our NATO allies. I mean, how sick is that you have to make the connection between Donald Trump and his lemmings in Congress who are doing his bidding for him. And the thing is, they are very vocal about their intentions here. You have Don Jr. tonight on his podcast. I think he was there. Don't worry, I'm not going to play his voice for you. But he gave away the entire game. He gave away the entire game. He said that the big reason why he does not want the Republicans to support aid to Ukraine is because this bill gives aid to Ukraine through September 2025. And Donald Trump on his first day in office wants to take away aid and give Ukraine to Vladimir Putin. They're saying it out loud what their plan is. And if you think Putin would stop at Ukraine, you are wrong. We have to understand the stakes of what this means and why it's also important to us as Americans. You have to realize that if Vladimir Putin 
takes Ukraine. He will not stop there. He will then encroach on the NATO countries, and that will force the United States into a world war and force Europe into a world war. That is the world under Donald Trump. That is the message we need to get across. Jordan. Could you, could you just imagine if during World War II, you had Hitler proxies running the American government during World War II? That's basically I mean, I'd, the I'd compare I'd compare him to never Neville Chamberlain, but he's this is worse. This is far way worse. worse. Way this, worse. This is not just appeasement. This is active aid and comfort right. to the enemy. The modern day Republican Party, I mean, they're not even pretending anymore that they care about the American people. They're telling you straight up that all they care about is their loyalty to Donald Trump and to making sure that they keep him happy. That's Mike John. That's MAGA Mike's whole agenda right now. How can I keep this man in Mar-a-Lago, this orange man happy? And I'm going to appease him every step of the way if it comes at the detriment of the American citizens. They hate American citizens. They do. They don't care about, they don't care about the average American. They don't. They care about lining their pockets. They care about listening to Donald Trump and they care about not getting called names by Fox News or Donald Trump in mean tweets. May I read what MAGA Mike Johnson just said in a statement? Just so you know, is Ben being, are you being hyperbolic? Are you exaggerating what they're saying? Let me just go through the words and you can judge for yourself. Here's the statement that was just issued right before we went live by MAGA Mike Johnson. He said, House Republicans were crystal clear from the very beginning of discussions that any so-called national security supplemental legislation must recognize that national security begins at our own border. The House acted 10 months ago to help enact transformative policy change by passing the Secure Our Border Act. And since then, including today, the Senate has failed to meet the moment. The Senate did the right thing last week by rejecting the Ukraine-Taiwan-Gaza-Israel immigration legislation due to its insufficient border provisions, and it should have gone back to the drawing board to amend the current bill to include real border security provisions that would actually help end the ongoing catastrophe. Instead, the Senate's foreign aid bill is silent on the most pressing issue facing our country. And to that, Brett, I say they are making a mockery of our country. This is gaslighting on the level of the peak abuser right here, causing the harm and then blaming the people who they're inflicting the pain on for the harm that's being done to them. That's why it's important that I just read you, you know, their own words right there. And then you had Tucker Carlson doing that interview with Vladimir Putin and saying things like, Moscow is a much better city than any city in the United States of America. You had Vladimir Putin sitting there mocking Tucker Carlson to his face. And Tucker Carlson was just like, Taking it, thank you, Vladimir. How embarrassing to the United States of America for all of us that this MAGA cancer exists in our country. It is so utterly horrific. I do want to talk at the top of the show about this Mozzie Pillip, though, about this race, the special election in the third congressional district, and the MAGA Republicans selected. Surprise, surprise, 
a MAGA Republican. And they tried to claim that Mozzie Pillup was a power, a paratrooper in the IDF. He was in the paratrooper-like division in Israel's IDF, but she was not an actual paratrooper, but they act like she was like flying out of planes, mission impossible. I'm getting a lot of Santos vibes from this one, Ben. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot of Santos vibes and Mm -hmm. it it pisses me off. It really bothers me. And like you said at the top, this one is especially personal for us because this is our hometown district. This is the district in which we grew up. So I am urging everybody who lives in New York 3, everyone who lives in this district or knows people who live in this district, encourage people to get out there and vote. Mozzie Pillup's history is checkered. You don't even, she's deleted also so much of her past from online, like just totally scrolling raped her history. And the stuff that we have found has been completely contradictory with the stuff she is claiming in a way that is so similar to George Santos. You know, I watched this debate between Pillip and Tom Swazi, and I was just, I also got Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert <laughs> vibes, Nancy Mace <laughs> vibes, James Comer vibes, Matt Gates vibes. I'm sitting mm. there and I'm like, whoa, my God, this is just, this is so embarrassing. Like it's, I would prefer that you had Tom Swazi and some other kick-ass Republican candidate and let them duke it out on the issue. I really want to see that. I wanted to see the kind of conversation that I had with former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson and have some high levels. Like that's really what I want. I I will make it a hard decision for you know for me to be like, well, that was a great debate. I'm watching this Mozzie Pillup and I'm like. Oh my God, this is the most imba- what is what is going on? And that's like what MAGA Republicans are. They send their worst because they fall for everything and believe in nothing. Just let me show you this clip right here. Um, and this has been going viral. It's Mozzie Pillip in the debate with Tom Suozzi. And she's like, she's like yelling at him. I don't even know what she's even saying here. She's like attacking him. And Tom Suozzi's like, just answer the question. Would you codify Roe v. Wade into law? Like, it's a very simple question I'm asking. Watch what happens. Play this clip. So you're pro-choice. Again, this is a personal choice. I'm asking you very clearly. Are you pro-choice? I made it again. It's a personal choice. Just say you're pro-choice. I, Mazi Pulip, I am pro-life. Would you vote to make Roe versus Wade the law of the land? Just a very simple question. The Supreme Court gave it back to the state in each state making that decision. Do you support a, a federal ban on assault rifles? I said I'm not going to support. I'm not, I'm going to ban automatic assault weapon. Automatic or already automatic, banned. It's semi-automatic. Will you ban semi-automatic AR-15? The conservative exactly. party platform that she's on wants to roll back the red flag laws and the gun show loopholes. Wow. Like when I watched that, I was just like, wow. But what else would we expect from a political party that's run by Donald Trump, somebody who posts this before the Super Bowl. Here's Donald Trump's post about Taylor Swift. Donald Trump writes, I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. (laughs) Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. 
Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. I mean, Donald Trump before the Super Bowl is posting that horrifically misogynistic, bizarre, untrue statement that why would Taylor Swift be disloyal to me, Donald Trump? I'm the, quote, man who made her so much money, end quote. It's directly what this deranged and unhinged man said. But, you know, on the other hand, President Biden mispronounced a, a, a word, by the way. So perhaps that should be what's on the front page of the New York Times. Uh, watching the stages of grief with all these Republicans during the Super Bowl was quite the sight to behold, I, I got to say. And going back to this Trump statement. If there's anything that anyone knows about Taylor Swift, it's the big thing that really sets her off and angers her is the concept of a man taking credit for her work, taking credit for her success. We've seen it time and time again, and it never ends well for the person on the other side of this. We've seen this with her managers. We've seen this with people like Kanye West. We have seen this kind of behavior repeat itself. Heck, Taylor Swift re-recorded all of her albums, and she's still in the process of re-recording all of her albums for that exact reason right there. And Donald Trump has the nerve to say, you should be thankful to the man who made you. You don't have shit to do with Taylor Swift, Donald Trump. And just watching the entire Super Bowl, you know, occasionally checking in on X and, and social media and seeing the right-wing freakout. It's one of the most bizarre things ever because, you know, during moments like that, I don't know about you guys, during big events, when I'm not like engaged in political conversations, mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about politics 100% of the time. But they view everything through this weird conspiratorial lens and everything is an op. Everyone's out to get them. And starting from the beginning of the Super Bowl when they sung the Black National Anthem to the end of the Super Bowl with the commercials and everything, it, they were just so angered and enraged the entire time. Like just Brett, They were even angered and enraged when there was actually an op. There was their own op that that he gets us where it was like Jesus cleaned the people's feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes. funded by the Hobby Lobby billionaire, and they wanted to kind of get people into their echo chamber. Like that was actually the one op that was truly taking place. <laughs> have the Hobby Lobby guy fund this ad, and then they attacked. Like they didn't even realize when their own op was like, taking. That was place. your ad, guys. They, you. they attacked that because it portrayed <laughs> Jesus as like helping people, and they were like, "What the heck is this all about?" It's like. Oh, that's that was your op. Yeah, yeah. That, Jesus that would never help op. people. Yeah, I, Jesus I, would never <laughs> help a soul. How dare you? It's it's was actually your op. <laughs> Look, they they have brain worms because Brett, to your point exactly, if you would go on Twitter, just like, hey, wh what cool tidbit about the Super Bowl can I read right now? No, it was all these right wing crazy accounts who created the boogeyman of their own downfall of this Taylor Swift Kansas City Chiefs mayhem that <laughs> ensued them and, and and ate them up all night weeks back. They've just been rallying against Kansas City and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and the whole relationship. And they progressively got more angry and angry and angry about it. And to just see it all come full circle and just have the Kansas City Chiefs actually win the Super Bowl is just like the icing on the cake. Because again, <laughs> nobody cared. 
No, like did they you see, Jordy, this did you see President Biden's post though, where he was hilarious? Like, he's like, "This was all my plan. It's all coming together." That, just that, like we drew it up. Just it is like so we drew brilliant. it up so in the, the chief, dark branded meme. The Chiefs win, and Joe Biden tweets from his account with the dark branded imagery, just like we drew it up. Just a complete smackdown of these MAGA conspiracy theorists who have been pushing this conspiracy that the NFL was an op by the president and had Taylor Swift involved and it was all a CIA thing. So Biden poked some fun at them. It was hilarious. And that post went more viral than I've seen any post in a very long time. And it was hilarious to see, you know, the normal people who understood the joke Mm -hmm. and the comments from the right-wingers who were so triggered by the joke. And you normally say, oh, free speech, what? Everything's joke, what? We can't tell jokes anymore these days. They got so enraged by Biden's funny post. And that was a great, epic clapback, very (laughs) sharp. And let me walk through, like, you might be not in this, you know, we as part of our jobs have to kind of monitor the craziness. And if you haven't seen these posts, be happy. But we're going to show you them now just to show you what these big MAGA Republican influencers, what they were speaking about as we led up to the Super Bowl and during the game itself, because you got to see it to believe it. So this is one of the top MAGA influencers, somebody who's constantly reposted by Donald Trump. He goes by DC Drano. And he posted before the game, it's Team Jesus with a picture of Purdy on the San Francisco 49ers next to Jesus versus Team Soros and showing Travis Kelsey uh, in his Pfizer ad and and Taylor Swift telling people to vote. I guess that's a a bad thing to tell people to vote and to get vaccinated from deadly diseases. (laughs) And and if you would have told me, like, I, I made this comment to the brothers the other day, like, just think about. Uh, all the things that we're getting in this uh, American divorce here, right? Would you think that uh, the pro-democracy crew would have ended up with Budweiser or the Kansas City Chiefs, the Missouri team? Like you had in this moment, you had a team from Missouri that I be- who I believe their owner is an evangelical Christian who donates to a lot of evangelical causes versus the San Francisco team, the most liberal city who MAGA has historically attacked, as Ben would know, for a very long period of time. And they were rooting for the San Francisco team because of their hatred of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, have not said anything. Yeah. <laughs> They've never made one statement. They haven't said a thing. Taylor supposed to vote a few months ago. That's it. That's it. If you were to probably talk to Travis Kelsey, I'm sure he's just kind of like a jock kind of guy who's not super liberal. I'm just going to I'm going Looks to like even, a pretty big jock by his postgame speech. You yeah. know, <laughs> a typical football dude out let, there. Let me run through. Let me run through some of these because. Oh, boy. So you have Matt Walsh, also one of the thought leaders of the MAGA Republicans. This is during the game. He says both teams should be expelled from the league for giving us the most boring Super Bowl of all time. I hate to break it to the MAGA crew, but this is why, like when you're watching election results come in, it doesn't matter what happens at the beginning. But there is something I want to break down this concept for you. It's called linear time. okay? And as time progresses, things change. So you should probably wait, you know, until. 
until the end because the results may be different than the beginning, right? There might be more votes counted at the end than the beginning, right? There might be more points scored at the end of the game than at the beginning of the game. They had to learn this the hard way. This is Tommy Laren. What I gathered from the Super Bowl is that white Christians are supposed to wash everyone else's feet. Tommy was very mad at the commercial, uh, encouraging people to be Christians and the teachings of, of Jesus. They were very mad, I guess, that Jesus didn't have weapons on him in the video. And that was their, they didn't even pick up. They're so dense. They didn't pick up. That was their own op funded by their own Hobby Lobby person to try to get people to their cause. And yeah. they attacked and they attacked that one. That's to me like th- that was the only op actually taking place. Brilliant. Absolutely. brilliant. <laughs> this is Candace Taylor. She's a uh, a big Republican in Georgia as there were turnovers during the game, as there are. It's football as people know this happens she said that's the fakest turnover i've ever seen yes that's right it was all rigged it was all rigged candace candace is the same one who says that globes are a conspiracy that there's all this talk about globes on tv and have you ever considered that the earth is flat these are the people thought leaders of the republican if, if party you're just trying to follow that linear like that's the fakest turnover it doesn't even make any sense what do you, it's a turnover regardless of not if you think it was rigged it's fake it's a fake turnover i don't pretty pathetic jordy it's pretty mm. pretty pathetic stuff here's emerald uh, robinson another thought leader your elections are rigged your nation is being invaded at its border an illegal regime forced you to take a deadly shot or lose your job but you've got time to watch football bread and circuses for slaves these are the weirdest uh, the weirdest people what? It's like just Megan weird. it's just really it's just really weird behavior. I mean, that's what I, a lot of it is. I mean, it's dangerous, but it's also like, yo, like this is some, this is some weirdo, not normal stuff. Which is why they congregate though so much on, on Twitter now, especially as it's moved into such a, a right wing, whatever you want, echo chamber over there, because that's where all their buddies like to hang out and spew this hate. So they think they're popular over there. They think they're the voice of the American people. Yeah. When they say this, and yet you take them out of that little echo chamber that is Twitter, and you throw them into the real world, you're like, "What are they? Who are? I don't want to grab a beer." It's like seeing the Mozzie Pillup debate in New York. By the way, vote New York three, vote, vote, vote. You're like, "Who is this weirdo? Like, what are you doing? Like, like, just can we speak like a a human being? Like, let's do it." Now let's go to uh, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly said. Do you want Nancy Pelosi's team or Taylor Swift's team? That was her analysis. And then today, she, of course, she complained that they went to Taylor Swift every break. We just want to watch football. They went to Taylor Swift for 54 seconds in the more than four hours of football. And people, they just want to complain. And this was one of the weirdest ones. I'll leave it at this. Here's Benny Johnson, one of the big voices in this MAGA Republican movement. Benny Johnson says... COVID booster plus Bud Light, and he posted a video of Travis Kelsey holding the Vince Lombardi Super Bowl championship trophy. This is supposed to be a dig, Jordy. I'm he's saying you get a COVID booster and a Bud Light and you become a Super Bowl champion. Cause I don't <laughs> think that's quite what he intended with the post, but that's certainly how it looks to me. It's also, of course, ironic that the one NFL player who was complaining the whole time about the vaccine and and refused to get vaxxed and all that was out as you know for our, our jets woof, our jets journey was out like the for one of the first like plays of the season and mr pfizer as they call him is going home went home with a super bowl ring. went home with lombardi b i just imagine just viewing <laughs> everything in your life through the prism of identity politics it's gotta be exhausting like the fact that you can't take a step back and just enjoy 
the Super Bowl. Like I all like most Americans watch this. Like you can't just take a step back from your weirdo MAGAverse echo chamber to just like watch a football game. Y'all need help. It's the QA nonification of the right wing. And it used to be this fringe idea and this fringe theory that people spoke about in the during the 2016 election. But now that is MAGA. They're one and the same. You yep. have Donald Trump at his rallies, and we'll play some of the clips from over the weekend. And some of these clips, he contains like a, a song that is representative of the QAnon theme song. It's designed to sound exactly like it. And he says QAnon kind of conspiracy theory over that. And that's what this entire move, that's become the core of the Republican Party, an extremist, dangerous movement. Quick aside, those Hobby Lobby ads, the Jesus ads, they're all over sports talk media. Like most people probably saw that and heard that one for the first time. It's the first time I heard that one, but I've heard countless other variations of that just daily listening to different sports casts. Yeah, and, and the message was a, a nice message for the ads. Yeah. Like the, you know, for the most part, too, the, the, the op is, they're all like that. They're they're all like they're they're designed to try to bring you in and say these are the original teachings of Jesus. But then you read about the individuals behind them and you learn that they are the opposite of that. You learn that they are giving tens of millions of dollars to anti-abortion causes. You learn that they're giving tens of millions of dollars to other similar causes like that. And that's why what Ben is saying, like it's all an op. It's their op. It's designed to trick people during the Super Bowl. And they couldn't even do their own op right. I just love this whole but Jerry Biden, he's he's so slow, he can't do anything. Yet he's masterminded this incredible NFL CIA psyop to get people to vote. I th- I'm sure we all loved uh, during the Usher halftime show, which was amazing. Usher killed it, by the way. He was fantastic. Hell yeah! When Taylor Swift ran on stage and said, "I endorse Joe Biden," that was a big moment for me. <laughs> I like this post here. We'll talk about it more when we come back from our first quick break. It's. Uh, A meme that was posted by Nikki Haley's husband, Michael Haley, who's deployed with the National Guard in Africa. And he wrote, uh, he posted this meme that referring to Donald Trump, he goes, the difference between humans and animals, animals would never allow the dumbest ones to lead the pack. And it's a. It's an, it's, it's, it's a funny aside that he would kind of post that, but he, he posted it like in the reply section of X. So it wasn't actually on his feed itself. You got to go to his replies, but you know, Michael Haley, you know, is, you know, saying, responding to Donald Trump's attack on him. We'll talk about that and more, but let's take our first quick break of the show. Full stop. It is so important to have a good memory. Losing your keys, forgetting something at work, it sucks. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Qualia Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on supporting mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try Qualia Mind at no financial risk and decide for yourself. Since taking Qualia Mind, I've been more focused on tasks, have a better memory, and have greatly increased my motivation and discipline to just get things done. See what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for up to $100 off Qualia Mind. And as a listener of the Midas Touch podcast, use code Midas at checkout for an additional 15% off any purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas and use code Midas for an additional 15% off to experience life-changing mental performance from Qualia Mind. The older I get, the more I find myself wanting to be more intentional about the way I live, what I eat, and how I take care of my body. Mosh! 
is a company founded by Maria Shriver and her son Patrick Schwarzenegger with a simple mission to create conversation about brain health through food, education, and research. Maria's father suffered from Alzheimer's, and since then, she and Patrick have dedicated themselves to finding ways to help other families dealing with this debilitating disease. Mosh joined forces with the world's top scientists and functional nutritionists to go beyond your average protein bar with six delicious flavors each mosh bar has 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. They also have a line of plant-based protein bars in three delicious flavors. But here's the best part to make you feel good. Mosh donates a portion of all proceeds from your order to fund gender-based brain health research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement. Why gender-based? Two-thirds of all Alzheimer patients are women. Mosh is working closely to close the gap between women and men's health research. The Mosh bars are incredibly delicious. They are my favorite. My favorite is the peanut butter crunch. Now I eat my mosh bar in the morning for breakfast and it's the perfect way to kickstart my morning. I'm always carrying around my mosh bars. The mosh bars travel super well and always make for the best pre-workout meal for me. If you want to find ways to give back to others and fuel your body and your brain, mosh bars are the perfect choice for you. Head to moshlife.com slash Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack at M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S. Thank you, Mosh, for sponsoring this episode. We are That's back. Cool. We are live here. On Shout out the to the Pro Democracy sponsors, man. Links in the description of the YouTube. Links in the description of the audio. Shout out Neurohacker Mosh. If you go to their website, there's a little video of me on their website when you type in our URL. So look at, I look at won't, 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 won't give anything away, but a little bonus content. You want to check <laughs> oh, really? Did you cut yeah. that deal without us? Because I'm excited. Yeah, about it. I, I definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I told you about it. it, but yeah. But but you guys have to go. You guys will yeah, go I'm after the show it. and check it out. Moshlife.com/slash Midas. I'm gonna check it out. President Biden's campaign joined TikTok. He announced during the Super Bowl. It was actually a very funny first TikTok post and is doing quite well. It's, and crushing. Be, it's crushing. Yeah. And by the way, I, look, I think that President Biden, I know he's out there giving a lot of speeches, but I think President Biden is the best when Biden can be Biden. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's my view. And, you know, whatever comes with that authentic Biden you know, and and look, I, I hung out with Biden because I interviewed him when I when we were in Pueblo, Colorado together. Well, flex? No, I'm not a flex. I just want to reflect on the facts. <laughs> <I'm just messing. laughs> big, big, big flex Ben over here. <laughs> Yo, let me I tell like, you about what I, I hung out. I like, with I like when Ben gets United. sensitive. I like when Ben gets sensitive when, when, we, when we dig at him. He goes, no, no, no. I'm not that. I'm. It's not sensitive. Look, when. The show started, you know, I was all like, all right, MAGA, wacky, Super Bowl. But but honestly, the 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 killing of the Ukraine funding really kind of made me angry. <laughs> like like at my core angry that there is this cancer within our country in this MAGA Republican movement that's working for Vladimir Putin. And that's not hyperbolic. It's, oh, you're playing their Putin puppet, Putin puppet. 
Like, no, like really, <laughs> like they're actually working for the person who's trying to destroy us on pieces of legislation that are so basic and obvious. And they're doing it in such a gaslighting, abusive way, harming the American people the way autocrats, authoritarians hurt their population and make their population feel so beaten down and so weak and helpless that they just accept kind of the crumbs. And we're just so much better than that as the United States of, of America. So, so no, I, I wasn't reacting that, 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 that part of there put me, you know, you know, made me a little annoyed. I would say that's an understatement, you know, from, you know, from the outset, but look, there's, there's a remedy to that, which is we just have to get out this information and we'll be committed here on the Midas Touch Network to continue to build bridges and to be welcoming to people into this pro-democracy community. That's what's so important to let people know that there is this pro-democracy community. We love the United States of America. We love our constitution. We want to improve our country. We want to improve um, the rights that people have and and to make things better, you know, you know, here. We love our country. We're patriotic Americans right here. And we show it with our conduct. And what these MAGA Republicans are doing, it's just very very, very dangerous stuff. They're attacking our country. Anyway, on that positive note, let me show you President Biden's campaign uh, as, he, <laughs> as he joined TikTok. Play the clip. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks. Hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? You'd get in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get in trouble if I told you. It's so funny. I want to see more. I want to see uh, more of that. You know, I want to see President Biden out there. I want to see President Biden gloves off. And, you know, if President Biden says, you know, I'm going to let the Irish show when he talks about kind of cursing out Donald Trump and saying, what a sick F you, you know what? Say it. That, that, that's how we're that's how we're all feeling. <laughs> that's how we're all feeling, you know, and let, you know, Democrats and independents and mainstream Republicans, you know, know that 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 you're fighting, that you're out there and that you're not going to take, you know, any crap from these MAGA Republicans. I think that needs to be done more forcefully. I do. Um, but I think it's good that they're on TikTok. I think it's good that he's out there, you know, and the President Biden that I was, you know, with in Pueblo, Colorado was incredible. He was bright. He was deliberate. Um, you know, he, he said some incredible things, you know, during that interview. He was funny, um, you know, and the exact type of temperament and person I'd want to be the leader of the United States of America and leading the free world. In comparison, this is Donald Trump. In comparison, this is Donald Trump speaking. I think this one was at Friday at an NRA event in Pennsylvania. So, in this first clip, you have Trump bragging about doing nothing about guns in the face of mass shootings. Let's play that clip. During my four years, nothing happened, and there was great pressure on me having to do with guns. We did nothing, we didn't yield. 
And once you yield a little bit, that's just the beginning. That's the avalanche begins. I mean, he, he did, it, it looks absolutely ridiculous. I mean, even just the way he looks is like he's got this ridiculous, like, like really ridiculous. Like he's got this like stupid amount of bronzer on him. Yeah, this, let's face it. <laughs> he, looks like a crazy, he looks like an actual crazy person. You know, he's <laughs> saying, he's saying offensively crazy things. Like at this point, it's I, I just sit there and I watch it and I'm just like, like, like almost, and then I see like a mozzie pillup and I'm just like, this, what in the hell? Like, what in the hell is this? Like, what, like, this is just, this is just stupid season. That ad basically writes itself too. He's just he's <laughs> bragging about that he's done nothing to to help with guns, the, the gun violence in the country. That's it's an utterly ridiculous stance to take. But yet again, and time and time again, we see him take the most ridiculous and repulsive stance. And I actually remember early on during the Trump administration. I hate saying those two words together, but there was a moment where there was a mass shooting, and Trump acted like for about a few hours, maybe that he was going to actually do something to help gun violence. And then what happened? He met with the NRA and he came back the following day and he said that he would refuse to do anything. So whatever happened with that conversation with the NRA, it completely changed his whole idea of what he would ever do as president in the future on that issue. And I want him to tell that to the far too many Americans who have lost loved ones due to gun violence. These are the kind of issues that I'm sorry, they're not going to play well with independent voters. And they're not even going to play well with those kind of moderate Republicans who just want a little bit of normalcy. Something like basic regulations on guns, on assault weapons, that's something like 80% of the population supports. Look, I may be so bold to say this, but I think it's true. Donald Trump roots for mass shootings. Donald Trump wants there to be mass shootings and chaos. I mean, he says it at every rally at this point. Same reason that he wants chaos at the border, the same reason he wants to kill a funding bill to support Ukraine. When America is weak, when people are fearful, and then you pump billions of dollars of propaganda into them to say that only a dictator can fix it when the dictator is the arsonist causing the issues to begin with and say, look, if you're in fear, if you're there, if you're panicked, I'm your savior. I'm the one who can fix it. It's only me who can do it. And Brett, when you talk about that QAnon music that plays at the end of Trump's speeches, that's exactly what he does. They play that eerie QAnon music. It's right out of Cult 101. Donald Trump talks about how bad the country is, how bad your lives are, how bad America is, how hopeless you should feel, how terrible your life is. And then he goes... I'm the one who will fix all of these things while he and the Republicans are causing these issues. The same way he brags about killing the border deal, it's very similar to bragging about doing nothing about guns. It's the same way about bragging how he told a big NATO country that he said that Vladimir Putin and Russia should do anything that they want. To you. Here, we'll show you some other clips from Pennsylvania. 
Here's Trump falsely claiming that he cooperated with the feds in the document case. I mean, it's incredibly false. He did not cooperate. He hid the documents even from his own lawyers. Here, play this clip. I cooperated with the very unfriendly and hostile feds. I cooperated far more than Biden did, who sent records to Chinatown. I, I, I know this is beyond the point, but for those listening, that's an insane amount of bronzer. That he has on. Let's talk about that again because I, it is. I, I mean, it's all right. I, I can't get over it. Like, I, I, I'm play it again. Play it. Keep playing again. Well, we'll play. Well, we'll be. We'll no go more through more clips. And, the bronzer doesn't get removed. The bronzer does. The bronzer doesn't it fade. The, it remains the, the bronzer time. stays there, Jay. But like, at what point is this? <laughs> at what point is this just like blackface? Like this is absolutely crazy what Donald Trump is doing, going up there every day. Could you imagine if Joe Biden put this amount of layers and layers and layers of bronzer and dyed his hair orange and his face dark orange? Like It's the weirdest thing ever. Sorry. Oh, I, I mean, so then he does that and then he goes... Whereas Joe Biden hit it in Chinatown, it's like what's like the, like the heck is it's like what it's like what in the world are you talking about? And here, where he talks about uh, Fawny Willis, he's like her name is Fawny, 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 like, and he sits up there, and I, again, I'm watching this person with a stupid amount of bronzer on his face. <laughs> Saying the the dumb like objectively the dumbest stupidest things that that exist, and and then when he goes into, I passed another cognitive test. I passed another one, and then you have the audience, and then you have the audience go yeah. And I'm just watching this, and I'm like, okay, this isn't like a republic. This is like a stupid thing. This isn't a Republican or a Democrat, a conservative. This is just this is stupid. I'm watching a stupid person say stupid crap, and this is so dumb and so embarrassing. And we just need to we just need to be like this is this is stupid stuff. But and it's very very and it's very dangerous. Also, I don't mean to undermine how dangerous it is, but sometimes you got to look at this and just be like 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 what like what the, what the hell is this? Here, Trump mocking Fawny Willis, Fulton County District Attorney. Play the clip. Part of it. You saw what happened in Atlanta with Fawny. F-A-N-I, Fawny. How do you pronounce F-A-N-I, Fawny? I mean, okay. I mean, what, what, like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, what, 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 is, what is the point? I mean, to demean her, I guess, and, and to kind of, you know, engage in like a weird, like, harassment. It's just, again, it's just... Really, really weird. I'll show you this next clip where Donald Trump brags about uh, killing the border security deal. This is his. This is the new thing he works into his speeches, bragging about killing the border deal. Here, play this clip. You give illegal taxpayer-funded lawyers, so they have millions of dollars in this agreement, in this deal, which we, by the way, killed. I think we killed it. I think it's dead. But you can never say it because bad bills always come back to life because these guys make a lot of money with bad bills. But they give millions, tens of millions of dollars, it's down there, to lawyers to represent the illegal immigrants that come into our country. It's, it's not even believable. Yeah, because it's not true what you're saying. The lawyers are for children who cross alone, who are potentially going to get killed. 
That was really the only group that would be given the lawyers. The bill was negotiated by a Republican senator from Oklahoma who was the lead negotiator of this. It's supported by the Border Patrol Union. And the reason that you killed it is because you actually told MAGA Mike Johnson that you want to run on this issue. You want to complain that there's chaos at the border and you're doing what you said you were going to do. By the way, here, Donald Trump says that if he doesn't win the election in 2024, the name of Pennsylvania is going to change, that they will change the name of Pennsylvania. Play the clip. We have to, we have to win in November or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. Not going to change the name of Pennsylvania. And he goes, Chinatown and Pennsylvania. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. I mean, again, we, it's embarrassing to watch this fool go up there, spew this utmost stupidity, say the dumbest crap. It's just watching like a loser and no offense to clowns because it's a wannabe fascist clown right there. But you watch this thing and it's, and it's just like, again, the heck am I watching? And, and, and then when I know even that there are still millions of Americans, you know, 30% of the country, 35% of the country who look at that Go, huh? That's some interesting. That's really interesting. Well, I feel like what he's saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it goes to the fact that for a long period of time, Republicans have been destroying our educational system. They've been pulling apart kind of the fabric of our of our country, you know, piece by piece, you know, and creating a situation where you know people like show up at these things, and it's like. It's like watching it's like it's like watching things that we used to look at foreign countries like North Korea like mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un you know when South Park would make a whole movie like mocking the behavior we, we, there was a movie with Sasha Baron Cohen called The Dictator which like mo- which like mocked this stuff and like that can never happen here like look how crazy like Gaddafi is and Saddam Hussein is and Kim Jong Un like these are cra- these are crazy people like that like that used to be part of the zeitgeist here we like that those are crazies and it's like we got the worst one of them all mm-hmm. like 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 <laughs> on that note though sh- sh- should we show this weird North Korea-esque clip of Donald Trump having these high school girls do a performance for him over the weekend before the Super Bowl. This is like the weirdest. And this is something that you would see kind of straight out so of this North is Korea. scheduled just to set this up in the right way. This is scheduled by his advanced team. They kind of put these propaganda scenes on. They invited these little girls, you know, they were like 14 years old girls or 15 year old girls to dance in front of him before the Super Bowl. And they kind of position an adjudicated rapist, Donald Trump, to stand there mm-hmm. and to and to look at these girls dancing in front of him as he kind of creepily looks at them dance for him. Play this clip. He just 
just stands there and 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 looks at them and does the weird Jeffrey Epstein dance. Thing. I was gonna say, so some somebody looked at that scene and was like, you know who we need? Jeffrey Epstein's friend. Let's get let's get him here for a, a video. When you watch the video though of Trump with Epstein when they were clubbing together. And Trump like does that weird thing where he's like licking his lips and he says something to Epstein that makes Epstein cross over. Yeah. Trump is doing that same, you know, he does that same kind of dance there and he does this weird thing with like licking his lips. This is a disgusting maniac. Like, like there's there's no, there's just no way around it. And again, I think it's just so important that we call it what it is, share these videos, let people know because we're just showing you what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing you the clips. And, and you should ask yourself, is, is this the United States of America that you know and love? And what Trump represents is everything I think the United States of America does not stand for and stands against. Let's talk about South Carolina right here. Here's Trump again bragging about tanking the border security. This is now a major part of the speech that he gives. This is him in South Carolina. Play this clip. Let's not forget that this week we also had another massive victory that every conservative should celebrate. We crushed crooked Joe Biden's disastrous open borders bill. Mike Johnson did a very good job and the whole group did a great job in Congress. We crushed. I mean, he's bragging about crushing the bill whose lead negotiator was the Republican from Oklahoma, James Langford, who Donald Trump endorsed in 2022 for being tough on the border. The Democrats gave the Republicans their wish list of everything they wanted in a border bill. And then what do the MAGA Republicans do? They say, oh, it's a Democratic, Marxist, fascist, blah, 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 bill. And it's just, okay, well, we can't have serious conversations with you MAGA, MAGA fascist children. Like we, 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 we can't engage in serious discourse. We can't do the business uh, that our country demands because y'all are a bunch of liars and have an agenda to specifically harm our country each and every day. Here's Donald Trump mocking Nikki Haley's husband for serving our country overseas. Uh, He's with the South Carolina National Guard. And uh, it should be noted that Melania, who's received, what, close to half a million dollars from Trump's political action committee donors for her hair and makeup. I mean, she she's nowhere to be seen, yet she's getting all of that money. And Trump's kids are getting all of this money for their legal bills. I did a hot take over the weekend. Ivanka got like $2.2 million to pay her legal bills. She's living in a $30 million home in Florida. Don Jr. and Eric got their legal bills paid for. They're each living in $5 million homes in Florida or more. Trump's a purported billionaire um, grifting off of the pack. I mean, if you think about their lives right now. To pay his bills, $1.7 million. To, he's vile in every sense of the word. Here he attacks Nikki Haley's husband. Play the clip. Over to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir. I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? 
He's gone. He knew. Well, what Donald Trump, what Trump's also referring to there is that Laura Loomer, one of the people who are closest to Donald Trump, who comes up with all of these conspiracy theories, like she said that like the deep state was controlling the weather in Iowa to make storms the same day as the primary there. She's very close to Donald Trump and she puts out all these posts, like horrifically disgusting posts, like making all these accusations about Nikki Haley having infidelities and all of these things. That's Laura Loomer right there, one of Donald Trump's closest aides who could become our next secretary of state. I mean, I say that like like that could be put, put Laura Loomer up. That could be the next ambassador to the United Nations right there. That could potentially be the next secretary of state right there. That could be the next Homeland Security director right there. That could be someone who Trump puts on the National Labor Relations Board right there. You know, that could be someone who's given serious power over your lives. And she's out there spewing these conspiracy theories about. Nikki Haley, and I mean, vile, vile posts, like posts with like Nikki Haley looking like she's in a strip club and Photoshop stuff like that. Here's Donald Trump with Laura Loomer right there saying how great she is in, 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 this, in a video. Um, that's who Trump hangs out with. That's what Trump is trying to mock Nikki Haley for while her husband is abroad, deployed with the National Guard. And Nikki Haley's husband responded, the difference between humans and animals. Animals would never allow the dumbest ones to lead the pack right there. Um, I want to show you more clips uh, from South Carolina. I also want to compare um, Trump's speech in South Carolina to President Biden's speech. I think it's just helpful that we see the contrast right there. Also, Dow Jones set another uh, record today as well, um, reaching 38,927 and closing at 38,797. And the S&P passed 5,000 for the first time in history. I think that's some good news to report as well. But I think that uh, some of the better news to report also is unemployment still being at record lows and wages increasing and increasingly inflation being under control based upon actual policies by the Biden administration. America has the lowest inflation of any G7 nation and the highest GDP of any G7 nation. You know, being number one is usually a good thing that we should be happy about. There's a lot more work to go, but work requires work. I want someone whose sleeves are rolled up, who's doing something. I don't need someone going, Chinatown, Chinatown. I mean, come on, come on. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. We'll be back after this quick break. If you're listening to the show, I can guarantee you you're a news junkie just like me and my brothers. There's so much to keep up with. Believe me, I know. That's why the Washington Post is one of my go-to reads when it comes to catching up on the most important events of the day. This podcast is sponsored by the Washington Post. The Washington Post helps you go deeper on the news that matters to you. Their journalists bring you the facts and clarity about what's happening in the economy, on 
climate change, foreign policy, and other coverage that I use the Washington Post for. So whether it's updates on those topics or even things like dinner recipes, the Washington Post subscription has something for every type of newsreader, stories that explain the world, teach you something, and inspire you. I really enjoy the Washington Post's coverage on issues like the climate, on tech, and food. That's how I utilize the Washington Post. And I find their app to be sleek and easy to use and allows me to save stories later and follow my favorite authors on those topics. And if you need a pick-me-up like I think we all do, check out the Inspired Life section that documents human moments and acts of kindness. And I'm pretty confident it will restore your faith in humanity. A Washington Post subscription makes it easy to access quality, trustworthy journalism, and it's affordable too. So go to WashingtonPost.com backslash Midas to subscribe for just 50 cents per week your first year. That's 80% better than their typical offer. So it's truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Midas and subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. I like to cook. It's a great way to unwind after a long day, but going food shopping and getting all of the ingredients can be super time consuming. So I found a better way with Marley Spoon. This podcast is sponsored by Marley Spoon. Marley Spoon knows bland food is boring. So they created the best tasting meal kit money can buy with our code Midas. You can get up to 25 free meals. With Marley Spoon, you can choose from over 100 delicious recipes every week, from Cajun spiced chicken to poached salmon to butternut squash gnocchi to a vegan burrito bowl. My favorite recent meal from Marley Spoon is that Cajun spiced chicken. It is delicious, and many of the recipes are completely customizable, whether you're looking for vegetarian meals, family-friendly dishes, or low-carb options. Marley Spoon has the food that you want to eat. Marley Spoon even has an in-house registered dietitian who actually assesses every recipe, so it takes the guesswork out of eating healthy. There's something really rewarding about cooking food yourself and it tasting amazing versus doing expensive, unhealthy takeout. Marley Spoon also saves you from making that extra grocery haul with their online market of pantry essentials. You can shop their selection of 125 plus items like seasonal produce, ready to heat options, meal shortcuts, extra proteins and handy snacks and easily add them to the My Next Marley Spoon Box. With meal planning and food shopping taken care of, making delicious food at home has finally become effortless. Plus, with Marley Spoon, you aren't locked in long term. Marley Spoon's flexible subscription allows you to edit, pause, or cancel your boxes anytime. So experience the most personalized meal kit with Marley Spoon. Head to marleyspoon.com slash offer slash Midas and use our code Midas for up to 25 free meals. That's right, up to 25 free meals with Marley Spoon. One last time, that's Marley Spoon, M-A-R-L-E-Y-S-P-O-O-N.com backslash offer backslash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S for up to 25 free meals and make sure you use our promo code Midas so they know that I sent you. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors right there. We're back live on the Midas Touch podcast. You can't make this stuff up, folks. During the commercial break, breaking news that Trump is endorsing new leadership to run the RNC 
including his daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, <laughs> to be the co-chair Come of the on. RNC, removing Ronna McDaniel and making Lara Trump the co-chair of the RNC. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's I'll just read it to you. It says, today, Donald Trump, they call him president. I don't. If you want to say former president, at least it's more accurate, which is still a disgrace. But Today, Donald Trump released the following statement, announcing his endorsement of a slate of new leaders at the Republican National Committee. The RNC must, and he puts that in caps, be a good partner in the presidential election and must do the work we expect from the National Party and do it flawlessly, make America great again. And it says, I think my friend Michael Wheatley should be RNC's next leader. Watley, sorry. Michael Watley, good good call out. Then he goes, my very talented daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, has agreed to run as the RNC co-chair. Lara is an extremely talented communicator and is dedicated to all that MAGA stands for. She has told me that she wants to accept this challenge and would be great. And he goes on to say, every penny will be used properly. New day. If you told me, like, come up with some ridiculous scenario, Ben, of who you think they're going to do, I would say probably like, like Lara. You know, I'd probably go to Lara because it's one because of all, it's the it's like the most like wild and and a little bit outrageous too. She's out there singing those like phony cover songs and pretending it's her right now. There's that one video of her like playing the piano and her kids like, "Mom, I'm hungry," and she's like, "Be quiet, I'm just doing the doing the cover right now," and she starts playing the piano. I mean, if you if you ask me, come up with. Come up with a crazy situation, man, of who they're going to pick. I'd say, like, I'd probably go Lara, and um, that's actually who Trump wants to be the co-chair of the R. <laughs> if, if they were hoping to get their money issues in check, uh, this sounds like a recipe for quick bankruptcy, and not only moral but financial. They'll somehow find a way to rip off a dog charity in this process. Like that's, that's they'll figure that's, out a way. To, they, you know, they'll figure out a way. To use the RNC to rip off a pet charity. I mean, that's, that's like, that's, by the way, that's like best case. <laughs> like, like with her at the helm, like <laughs> uh, unbelievable. The, the thing when we were talking about this at break that just came to mind is, oh, he's just trying to streamline the grift. Like to, to just install a, a daughter-in-law, a family member in there just to make it one, you know, make it quicker for him to get the money into his family's pockets. It's like in case you didn't realize this was a cult. Laura Trump runs it. Okay. How about that? I'm putting Laura Trump in Ooh. charge of the RNC. What a disgrace. Now, th- th- there are pivotal moments that happen in a campaign, in a normal campaign, where, you know, where you have the convention, right? So the Trump convention here is going to be the most unhinged kind of thing imaginable. And its headliners will be Trump, another Trump. Another Trump kid, uh, another Trump kid, the Trump uh, wife, kid, kid wife, the Trump girlfriend. You know, like those are their speakers, which it was before. But before they violated the law and used the trappings of the White House to hold it. Now they don't use the trappings of the White House. They, they do it in a convention center, right? They do it in a stadium, which I think is going to make it look extra unhinged. Right. And then I showed you the debate of, of Mazi Pillup and Tom Suozzi. This is why I think Trump 
definitely won't do all of the debates. He may do one debate. There's no way Trump does all of the debates. I'm going to make my prediction right now. Do you now. guys remember how much bronzer Trump was wearing in those clips before? I just can't <laughs> knock I, it out I, of my head. I, I absolutely Sorry remember this yeah. whole lot. I absolutely remember the, the 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 bronze. I mean, it it just again the whole thing is like again it's like watching just someone so stupid say the dumbest things. <laughs> Looks like a crazy person whose whose daughter in law is going to be running the RNC as the co chair. It's like it's like what you know, and and then you have you know, and then you have people like Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham, you know, show up on these shows over the weekend and go, yeah, I think that's like a really good idea. And I think that that's um, it that you know that shows that um, there's there's a real deliberate spirit here, and it's like okay, what 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 in the world, you know, you see how easy it is for authoritarians to take power, and I just think we here in the United States thought that could just not happen here, but democracy is a blip in history. Mm-hmm. The, of democracy probably represents 0.000001 of history. It's always been authoritarians. So now that um, with the proliferation of social media and all these ways to propagate disinformation, the authoritarians have always been hard at work to disrupt the American experiment. They've always existed, the oligarchs. The historical experience says there's more oligarchs than not oligarchs. And so they're finding ways to try to do this. And, you know, if if Lara Trump running the RNC, oh, man, isn't a wake-up call. I guess maybe Donald Trump attacking NATO um, is. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is Donald Trump in South Carolina, you know, kind of making up some story about speaking to a, a big country. I spoke to the president of a big country and they said, sir, sir, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? And I said, and I said, I said, no, here, play, play this clip. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up, said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, Will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. You don't. He's someone who doesn't pay his bills, number one. I mean, Trump never pays his bills. I would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want. Trump is saying there he would encourage Russia to engage in a massacre against one of our allies uh, in violation of Article 5 of NATO, if in, in, a, in a concept of, of a NATO country not paying. I mean, one of the one times that Article 5 was invoked was after 9-11, and the NATO countries stood up for the United States of America after 9-11. And so to, to even think about it in terms as, as this transactional thing versus America being the leader in the world right there um, and, and, and preserving uh, democracy abroad against the threats of authoritarianism. I mean, and again, it's Trump signaling the message to MAGA Mike and the MAGA Republicans undermine American national 
security. Like President Biden responded to um, Donald Trump's statement and, and Biden said, you want to know why Ukraine is important? Because as you can see, Putin and his useful lackeys have their eyes on bigger prizes. He's talking about NATO nations. And, and one of the things that MAGA Republicans want to do is they want to have a new type of kind of world leadership. The way they see it is not America leading NATO. The way MAGA Republicans see things, it's an alliance of Putin as the leader with people like Kim Jong-un, Donald Trump, Viktor Orban, and people like that rallying around a power center of, of Vladimir Putin. That, that, that's how MAGA Republicans see the world. And if you go, that's just a bunch of, that's just a wild conspiracy theory, just listen to what they're saying. <laughs> that's why I show you the clips. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're, listen to what they're doing. Do we have the clip where Donald Trump confuses who's the president? And he says, I hear that they like Obama better. And he's like very confused about who's in office. I, I think we have this clip. Let's, let's play this one. And then I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world. And we're not going to be the stupid country of the world any longer. We're not going to be. Got bad under, under this guy. So he now wants to send them 50, 60 billion dollars. I have to say one. And again, it's not a coincidence that after Trump says things like that, MAGA Mike goes and kills the, the money and support for Ukraine. I mean, and again, when I watch Trump, what he's saying is very dangerous. But I also, I also do express that I'm also watching you know, a stupid person. Like he says dumb things. Like he's he's he can barely put together a sentence at all. I mean, right right here. I mean, in, in this next one, he talks about. Um, I'll show you two clips right here. You know, one where he talks about the danger from within is far greater, and he talks about serious socialists and serious da. But this is serious da da serious social. I don't know. He's not. There's. I mean, it's not even making any sense. Play this clip. We got it. We can be energy independent and we can even be energy dominant. And yes, quickly says that President Trump is saying you will be energy dominant very soon. Yeah, that's not the clip that I was calling, but it's, it might as well be. We don't, we don't need to show the other clip. <laughs> and yes, quickly says President Trump, C-spot run, C-spot go, quickly. Quickly says that President Trump. I mean. Again, what the hell are you talking about? And by the way, and you know, I know they speak in just like they have to talk in nursery language, and they have to say things like "drill, baby, drill, drill, drill baby, drill, drill, baby, drill." It's like, okay, well, there's more drilling now. Our energy policy is far better right now. Uh, essentially, everything is is far better right now. And and if you want to have an intelligent conversation about the border, where 
when Donald Trump was in office and there were over 4,000 border crossings a day, then you had COVID hit where Donald Trump told us to inject bleach and to take ivermectin and to, and like a miracle, it was all going to go away to recast COVID as a great situation for immigration is like one of the most bizarre and strange concepts imaginable when there was a mass casualty event made far worse it would have been far better if we literally had nobody in office than Donald Trump making it worse each and every single day. But then you want to say, okay, look, this is where I can have serious conversations. You know, there was a story out in Axios about it today. You know, did President Biden and his administration, you know, have mistakes when it comes to the border? Could they have been better at the border? Like, I'm open to having that serious discussion, saying perhaps we could have done this better. Perhaps this policy didn't work. I, I want to have, those are the types of conversations I was having with former Arkansas Governor Ace Hutchins. I'm open to that. But when the solution is prepared by President Biden, allowing the Republicans to lead the negotiation to get what they want, and then they kill the bill and then whine about it. It's just it's just dealing with stupid stuff, Brett. No, it's it's completely, completely, completely crazy. But you know, I think one of the good things about this NATO moment right now is it feels like this time that NATO moment finally broke through in a different way. It feel like it it feels like it actually is finally getting a little bit of the courage that it's warranted. I did see it open up several news programs on TV today. That's good to see. I've seen people chat be speaking about that outside of the digital spaces, which is good. And I think that's going to be kind of one of Donald Trump's worst nightmares in addition to all of his legal uh, troubles, which we'll get into soon. Um, but, you, you know, a lot of people at this point, despite all the times that we played the clips here and and that all of you watching have seen this stuff, a lot of people out there still have not. And that's why the repetition is so important. And that's why we continue to play these clips and play clips that we've shown you uh, a bunch of other times. I, I was even out over the weekend with somebody who tunes into, you know, is, is very well read on the news and, and, and what's going on. And they had no idea that Donald Trump brags about singing the song with the J6ers. When I told them that, they were like, no, what are, you what are you talking about? And I showed them the clip and they were like, absolutely horrified, 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 horrified. And people really don't understand who Trump is at this moment on a grand scale. But that's the power of you also. And yes, you know, we want to make sure that these stories are being told wider, but it starts with you at the end of the day, just even having those casual conversations about this stuff, because it's crazy. And most people will acknowledge that it's crazy, but they have to know it exists in order to get there. And the comments that Trump made about NATO, that is some serious stuff. And that is something that he has said similar things to in the past. But that would send the world into a world war if Donald Trump did what he is intending to do there. And guess whose side we would end up on in that world war? Russia's, if Donald Trump were president. Let me just end it there. Well, you can end it there. Here's where I'll begin. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, criminal case against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., um, of course, we know that last week, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed the federal judge, Tanya Chutkin's denial 
of Donald Trump's motion to dismiss on absolute presidential uh, immunity grounds, the indictment being prosecuted by special counsel Jack Smith. One of the things the D.C. Circuit required is that Donald Trump file an application for a stay of the D.C. Circuit's mandate, in other words, like their judgment on or before February 12th, or else their mandate would be sent to the district court back to Judge Tanya Chutkin for the case to resume before Judge Tanya Chutkin. And if Donald Trump filed an application for a stay with the Supreme Court, the overall stay that's in place with the district court that's paused that case from proceeding because of the appeal since December would remain in effect. So Donald Trump filed an application for a stay of the D.C. Circuit's mandate pending the filing of a petition for a writ of certiorari. So for the application for a stay to be granted by the Supreme Court, it actually requires one more vote than the petition for the writ of certiorari, which is interesting. It will require at least five justices to grant an application of a stay, but then for the actual petition for the writ of certiorari, it will require uh, a vote of four of these Supreme Court justices to hear certiorari. And certiorari is just a fancy kind of Latin term. That's like a full actual appeal. So what Trump filed earlier today is not the appeal. He filed something saying to the Supreme Court, let's stay everything pending our filing of a petition for a writ of certiorari. So if the Supreme Court grants this stay, we'll see what they do. The next question is an expedited briefing schedule or not around the petition for certiorari and whether the petition for certiorari, the actual appeal, should then be heard. And then if the Supreme Court hears the appeal, then there's actually the oral argument the same way last week there was the 14th Amendment Section 3 oral argument. And for the 14th Amendment Section 3, for example, the Supreme Court agreed to hear certiorari in early January, and then it took that extra month until February before the oral argument took place, and the Supreme Court hasn't you know, ruled there. So we'll see what the Supreme Court does here. I think, candidly, one of the complications is Special Counsel Jack Jack Smith previously went to the Supreme Court on an expedited basis and said this is something the Supreme Court should hear. So it will be hard, I want to be candid here, for Special Counsel Jack Smith now to kind of argue, look, Supreme Court, we previously said this was an emergency issue that you need to resolve. But now, because the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals resolved this in our favor and ruled against Trump, Now you don't need to hear it anymore, Supreme Court. So I'm interested to see how Jack Smith is going to respond when he previously took the position that the Supreme Court should hear it. I think that he'll probably say, you need to hear it on an expedited basis. But if you don't have the ability to hear it on an expedited basis, then let it proceed through trial. And then you'll hear it um, after there is a final judgment. Then, Supreme Court, you should be able to hear it. 
one of the things that I think is interesting also is whether the Supreme Court will ultimately take a look at their decision under Midland Asphalt, that case about whether interlocutory uh, appeals should be permitted in certain circumstances, in this case related to Donald Trump's assertion of absolute presidential immunity and maybe find a way not to um, uh, give a stay on that basis. Um, but, uh, But we'll see. Seeing what the Supreme Court's done on a lot of kind of controversial issues in generally, they usually have some form of initial stay, have a expedited briefing schedule, and kind of all of the court in the past has agreed to, you know, a stay and then says, like, what's your position on, you know, expedited briefing or not expedited briefing um, on the issue of certiorari on the actual appeal and whether we should even hear the appeal or not. So that's kind of where my uh, mind is going in terms of what they may do. But that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. This was filed earlier today. I think we did a good hot take on it. I'm still digesting the order and looking at various case law so I could come back with some more hot takes this week and give you some more informed opinions on it. But um, that's kind of my best read on it on it right now. And I think that's the fairest kind of assessment. Don't forget as well, you have the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case. Um, that's still scheduled for March 25th. It's a felony criminal case against Donald Trump. I also expect this week probably to be the week where Justice Arthur and Goron issues his final verdict Um, which I expect to be at least $370 million or more against Donald Trump, as well as there being very robust monitorship duties for somebody like federal judge Barbara Jones um, or someone like that to continue to bring ongoing fraudulent issues that Trump engages in to Justice Arthur and Goron. So, even though Trump will likely appeal what Justice Arthur and Goron does, Trump's going to have to post a bond or have some collateral in the amount of $370 million or more. Trump's also going to have to post a bond in the E. Jean Carroll case. He's probably scrambling there for at least $83.3 million. But when Justice and Goron rules, that's not the end. A lot of people are missing that point. There's post-judgment enforcement issues where on an ongoing basis, an independent monitor can flag issues and Justice and Goran can keep making additional rulings. So if there's phantom debt that's found, um, you're not going to need to file an entirely new lawsuit if you're New York Attorney General Letitia James, right? A monitor can flag it, and then you could have many hearings before Justice and Goron to issue these kind of continuing orders going forward. No one's talking about that, but I mean, it's, it's written in some of the dense uh, legal briefs that have been filed. But that's going to sting almost as much as the underlying uh, judgment amount. So stay tuned for that. But don't worry, we'll be here every step of the way with you, Midas Mighty. I feel confident. I want to let you know that. I feel very confident where we are right now. And we're in this together. And we will continue collectively as part of this community to spread messages about our democracy, 
We're going to share collectively all of this data, all of these videos. Let's just keep on doing that. Let's preserve, protect, and defend our incredible constitution, this incredible experiment that is the United States of America and democracy. Let's protect our freedoms from these MAGA attacks. And we're going to do it we're going to do it together. We're going to prevail um, together. And we're going to keep growing this community together to make sure that we protect future generations as well from um, what's happened. We'll, we'll, we'll do that together. Um, I want to remind everybody about the special election in New York's third congressional district. It's personal. It's personal to us. That's where we grew up. So if you know anybody from New York's third, give him a call. Let them know, get the word out, post wherever you can post, you can share. I did a hot take earlier about Mozzie Pillip in the debate. You can go on the Midas Touch feed. You can share that YouTube video that I did where I broke down what happened in the debate. Let people know about what's going on there and the experience that I believe that Tom Swazi has, the normalcy that Tom Swazi has. I believe that he is a pro-democracy person who gets things done and actually knows the issues, which I think is very, very, very uh, important. Um, I want to thank you all for uh, watching. We're going to do our after show uh, now. We do our after show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Got a lot to talk about in the after show. It's an exclusive podcast that we do for our patrons. And it's one of the fun ways we try to build this independent media platform. As you know, we don't have outside investors at the Midas Touch Network, none of that. So the way we grow this platform, through emojis on our YouTube, so you can become a member of our YouTube page. That's different than Patreon. You hit that dollar sign below. You can buy people memberships who are chat. That's always fun to see, but you get to unlock those emojis. Our pro-democracy sponsors, and I think you see how more and more uh, sponsors, and, and Jordy's the one in charge of all of the vetting, are coming to the Midas Touch uh, network, which is really kind of great to see. And of course, we appreciate it because it supports the types of coverage that we do here. And you'll see the discount codes in the description, links in the description. And uh, I know Jordy spends a lot of time uh, there vetting it. So make sure you check that out. And then it's our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Also, a lot of people have been very excited about our newsletter where you can get kind of daily emails from me and my brothers and our editorial team. You know, as we've been building this platform, thanks to you, we were able to hire people to focus on the newsletter. That's our brick-by-brick brick approach here at the Midas Touch Network. So MidasTouch.com slash newsletter, you sign up for free, and you'll get at least usually one email a day from us or from our editorial team, and that's growing really fast as well. So we're on our way to 3 million subscribers. I want to get there by this summer. I think it's, um, I think it's possible, um, and I want to keep spreading these pro-democracy messages with you. So from the bottom of my heart, Thank you all so, so much. We love you. We appreciate you. We are so grateful for you. You inspire us each and every day, and we're in this together. Thank you so much. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas Mighty standing strong. 
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.